Let us start with a prayer. Lord, you gave us burning heart to the Peter so he could use his, that energy to proclaim your message boldly with feelings. And then, Lord, you explained the word of God to the two men, and then while they heard the message, their hearts were burning. Lord, your weak servant stand on here right now. Please take care of my heart and my lips so that instead of ruining your message, your word, proclaim your message correctly so that the listener's heart, the worshiper's heart will burn like them and that we could go bravely to the world with the true hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What is your favorite Bible passages? Here are two world-famous Bible passages. First one, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And then a couple pictures over there. So famous hamburger company's cup bottom of the cup has a hidden word there, John 3.16. And then forever something, the clothing company has a John 3.16 in the bottom too. The common ground, both owner is a sincere Christian. And then you know the Tim Tebow. And the other one. Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. James 2.17. I know you might not agree with me, but somehow for all you Lutherans, I feel your favorite Bible verse is John 3.16, just justified by grace alone, not by our deed. But how about this? John 3.16 clearly shows our Savior, Jesus Christ, and tells of God's amazing grace and love for the sinners, it also gives us assurance for eternal life. James 2.17 emphasizes the fruit of faith. Look at the small pictures, the human, how could we reach to God? There is a huge creek and belly is caused by our sin, eternal condemnation. But some people say, by your good works. They understand the James in the way, but that's totally wrong, especially the moment they taught that way. And then the other part, need faith, but also need works. It sounds like little Catholic church style. They still emphasize human beings' good works for the salvation. And it will be us. In between him and us, only Jesus Christ, his cross, as a Lamb of God. The faith in him is the only way connected in between him and us again. Great reconciliation. Lots of church has approached this verse with a factory-like idea, such as a faith factory or disciple factory. From this perspective, 
a human being's faith and discipleships are manufactured by the local church. The Catholic Church Incorporation is one of the magazine title right there. However, we should approach that passage with a farming perspective. We can bear the fruit because of the faith which was given into us. The farmer sowed the seed of the gospel for abundant fruit. But the harvest totally depends on our master, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We cannot produce faith, but we can sow the seed of faith. We cannot make a man accept the gospel. In other words, we cannot select the sowing ground conditions. As you know, Jesus' famous parable, there are four different ground conditions. But, listen, we can change the sowing ground condition with our effort as the aroma of Christ. What does this mean? You have neighbors, right? Maybe just say good morning, good afternoon, good evening. If your neighbor is not a believer, they knew you are a believer. And times goes on, 10 years later, somehow in their heart, look at my neighbor's life. There is a certain way we cannot understand. It means your aroma of Christ smeared into their life. So when they get the gospel message, their heart ground condition is changed because of your life. This, we believe, is a collection of our Synod doctrinal statement. Chapter 5, talking about good works and prayer. And then its first statement is, we believe that faith in Jesus Christ always leads a believer to produce works that are pleasing to God. Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. As a branch in Christ the vine, a Christian produces good fruit. I know we are justified, justified by faith, and the justified people live holy lives, which is called Christian sanctification. Be careful. Jesus said, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from the thorn bushes or fig from thistle? The people of Israel misunderstood the word of God, therefore they failed to bear the fruit of the Lord through their lives. Instead, they bore the fruit of their own righteousness or, or, or their own understanding or their own creative God's direction. The Paul says, you will say then, branches were broken up so that I could be grafted in. Granted, but they were broken up because of unbelief. And you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. It's a huge warning from Jesus Christ. When he emphasized by faith in grace alone, I have no doubt about that. But how about the James? How about your work? How about your fruit? Jesus Christ, especially Father, cut the branch of Israelite from the original tree, tree of righteousness, because 
no fruit bear out, so he cut it down, and then he put me and you all and grafted in, and he's still asking for us. Don't boast to yourself. You're here not because you're better than those people. But you stand here by your faith. Prophet Haggai prophesied the blessings. Righteous fruit will appear by faith in Jesus Christ. Is there yet any seed left in barn? Until now, the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit. From this day, when you believe Jesus Christ, from this day, on I will bless you. It means you will bear the fruit again. And the book of Zechariah says, the seed will grow well, the vine will yield the fruit, the ground will produce its crop, and the heavens will drop their dew. I will give all these things as an inheritance to the remnant of the, these people. The prophet Zechariah prophesied on the remaining people who were the believers who had kept their faith in the coming Messiah instead of mixing their faith with the trend of the world. The Lord promised that the seed will grow, the vine will yield its fruit, the ground will produce its crops, and the heavens will drop their dew. Did you smell some kind of aroma when you enter this sanctuary? Yes? No? Not sure? Please accept my apology if the aroma of a candle is disturbing your worship. This candle tells us a lot. It surrenders its body, in other words, its life, lit the light on the candle wick, which is embedded in the center of its body, its life. As a believer, I understand Jesus Christ is the candle wick which is embedded in my life in the middle. And then we surrender our life to him so that the light of the world spread out into the darkness through our lives. Listen closely what St. Paul's letter to the believers in Corinth. But thanks be to God, who always leads us captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. Christ's triumphal procession. I saw that when you enter to this sanctuary today, I saw that procession. And then I will see again after we release these worship services, when you go to your living place, I will see the triumphal procession again. It is the procession of the believer in the glory of the resurrected Jesus, the trail of happy feet with the aroma of Christ. The aroma of Christ is completed on the cross for the forgiveness of all of our sins. The aroma of Christ is spread out with a powerful assurance from Jesus' resurrection. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are, who are perishing. 
The aroma of Christ works for both the believers and non-believers. To the one, we are an aroma that brings death. To the other, an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? The same aroma works in two different ways. The aroma of the cross reminds us our forgiveness, forgiven sins, and our one true Savior, and helps us to repent again, again, again. However, the people who reject the aroma or grace of the cross are already punished by their sin. As John says, whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Unlike so many, I love you all. I admire you all because you are unlike so many. We did not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. I will explain this verse a little later. Remember how the Lord used only 300 soldiers, men, for the defeat of the Midianite with uh, Gideon. The Lord said, Gideon, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Did you hear that? The Lord called Gideon, you are my mighty warrior. But Gideon's answer at the time, pardon me, my Lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Lord, I think you got the long number. Did you call me mighty warrior? I think not me. The Lord sums up the Gideon soldier from 32,000 to 300. Not by their shape or not by their six-packs. They were not like 300 Spartans. I believe most of them has a one-pack like me. <laughs> the Lord did not want to hear people's boasting against the Lord and things like, my own strength has saved me. The Lord knows us deeper than us, more than us. He will know that. After the winning the battle, the people will say, see, my six-pack saved me. The Lord does not want that. We are his mighty warriors. We are unlike so many, but we are faithful and fearless in our faith. Nowadays, too many social issues are threat to believers' faith. This is new style battle and new style persecution of the world versus the believer. Local churches compete in a system among church churches for quality and better quantity customer service. To maintain their church system, they started to put water 
into their pure wine, to put water into their pure wine. Certain kind of secular marketing ideas have driven the church's outreaching program. The message proclaimed on the pulpit guarantee their listeners' satisfaction. Unfortunately, I cannot guarantee your satisfaction on here. The Korea and here, similar. I, I'm, I'm not against by their size. I'm jealous. I wish I have that kind of congregation, but I'm against by their teaching. Paddling the word of God for profit is the same meaning as book of Isaiah chapter 1, verse 22. Your silver was become dross. Your choice wine is diluted with water. It means we are so good. We are just one and a half hour driving. We could, you could go to the Napa Valley or Sonoma Valley. We could buy pure choice wines in good price. But the paddle means the person who door to, to, to door salesman, they think I better make more profit from this pure wine. So their decision, open the bottle and add some water or something else. And then one bottle become a two and then sell it. That's the, what the paddle means. It is the means nowadays a lot of church and believers using his word to do his business. Instead of his standard, our own standard driven the church. Are you depressed like a Gideon? Because what you have is too small and weak. In this sanctuary, the small candles are scattered widely for consistent amount of aroma and light. Compared to the stinky smells of the world, our aroma may be considered small and weak. It's like throw the eggs on the rock. However, the Lord calls Gideon and says, you are my mighty warrior. Gideon himself is just like us. But the Lord promised him that he would be with him because of the companion of the mighty God, we have become his mighty warriors. Not because branch itself, but the root of the tree is righteous so that the branch can convey his righteousness. Not the small mustard seed itself has power, but because of its power in faith, but because of the power of the Lord who possesses the faith in it. Let the light and aroma of Christ shine and spread through you all. He is risen he is majesty, he is almighty, he is glory, he is holy, he is omniscient, he is omnipotent, he is mercy, he is grace, he is love. I will give you your example, unreal mighty warrior of God. Seventy years old lady, the owner of the flower shop in Washington. She was found guilty on violating the state non-discrimination law in February 
after referring Rob and Kurt to another florist when they asked her to provide their floral arrangement for their wedding. It's like a same-sex marriage. But she answered like this. She wrote in a responding letter to the Attorney General's settlement offer. You are asking me to work in the way of well-known betrayer, one who sold something in infinite worth of 30 pieces of silver. That is something I will not do. You know the Judas. You offer reveals that you don't really understand me or what this conflict is about. It's about freedom, not money. I certainly don't relish the idea of losing my business, my home, and everything else that your lawsuit threatened to take from my family, but my freedom to honor God in doing what I do best is more important. Those who are persecuting the lady are not simply putting her out of business. They are imposing fines on her that could wipe out her life saving and force her to sell her home. As similar as Aaron and Melissa Klein in Oregon have been fined $150,000 for refusing to make a wedding cake for the same-sex wedding. Mrs. Sussman's fight for the good fight seems really weak compared to her opponent. However, she knew that the faith in Jesus Christ has more worth than silver coins, and she lived by faith. It is our turn, it is your turn, to live as the aroma of Christ, as the people who stand firm on Christ's triumphal procession, without shame. Because of your faith, because of your aroma, you may lose your friend. You may lose your family members. But still, don't forget, we are his mighty soldiers, mighty warriors. Not because of our own power, but because of Almighty God promised us, be with us. I will close my message with the song which I've been sang, singing last 30 years, you can get some original information from the bulletin. This song was written in the early 1970s. The Christian couple who wrote the lyrics and music were really struggling with their sinful or moral culture. They were empowered by the light of Jesus' resurrection and equipped with the believer's hope. Like word of God make their heart burning again. Some people may remember those days as good days or better than now. However, there is no time that believers do not have to wrestle with their current moral problems. People need the Lord, and we are the aroma of Christ. May the Holy Spirit give us enough strength to live the aroma of Christ. Amen. <laughs>